Do you know what it's like to be on the bill and to play for 15 minutes and the only people there to see you are the other bands and their girlfriends? From Buffalo, New York, where we never liked that Harvey Weinstein creep anyway, it's the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast, where we talk about the ups, the downs, and bands completely getting along, wait, what, of the Buffalo music scene, uh, and we'll talk about that. Uh, I think these ghost tour guys might be lying to me. I'm Ryan Gurnett, and I am so awesome that my organs are practically jumping out of me. But I'm Will Webb, and uh, I just keep mine in a trunk under my bed. Oh, well, that's, that's not what I meant. Anyway, we are here in beautiful South Wales, New York, in the South South Towns, while I am dog-sitting, and we have some customers who are nice enough to let us record here. Um, by the way, if you need someone to watch your dog, and you want a fuzzy, vulgar little man to do it, you can contact me at No Place Like Home, dog-sitting, which is noplacelikehomewny.com. How you doing, Will? Not too bad. I'm filling in for Nate tonight. Yeah, Nate Nate couldn't be bothered. No. Nope. I think he might be striking because I've yet to learn his last name. <laughs> the first it step is a moment of contention between you two. The first step is to learn how to spell it. Right. And then, then I'll be able to say it properly. So we're getting there. Well, it starts with a Q for God's sakes. Uh, there's like a silent something in there. Like a silent Z. It's not spelled the way it should. I just I just you should just go by Darth Nader. It's just it's just easier. Which I originally thought might be a, a weird Ralph Nader reference. So I got to check out the rec room. Awesome. Recently uh, it is the newest Buffalo venue. It's on Chippewa. It is owned by. Uh, it's run by Chris Ring, who uh, ran uh, the waiting room. Which right. I never got to see the waiting room. Yeah, uh, it was a decent little club. They had a uh, nice uh, upstairs um, kind of mini bar, and and uh, I actually got to go see. Uh, the only time I ever went there was to see a band called Isley. Yeah, I uh, I was gonna see the Smoking Popes there, and oh. then it closed like two weeks before, and then ended up getting moved. So I I actually never got to go in there, but uh, the rec room's pretty cool. Um, it has that kind of tutor lounge thing that I'm not a big fan of, where you have to walk by the stage to get into the venue. Okay, and it was a little weird. They were they were IDing people at the door, and then there was like a second desk to get your tickets, and but they were but the people. The people who were IDing were giving out wristbands, so people couldn't quite tell if certain people had paid. Oh, I see. Which wouldn't normally be a problem, but they didn't have their liquor license yet, or an, and their kitchen wasn't open yet, which I was aware of. They basically had these little, like, sheets of paper, these little, like, quarter sheets that they were handing out that said, Hey, we're still building stuff. We don't have anything. Here's some free pop. And you can leave and go get drinks and food next door. Nice. So it's cool that – so I, I, went to, I went to gyms, and I grabbed a taco, and that was – fucking perfect but you get back and they're like did you pay and you're like well i have the wristband it's like well you got the wristband there it's like well you didn't give me anything to prove right that i'm i should be here so i don't know how we're doing this so that was a little weird but i mean how hard i digress i guess right (laughs) smoking popes though i i only know one song from the angus soundtrack remember that oh that was uh 
Mr. You, Mrs. Mrs. You and Me. You and me. Yes, yeah. that's that a good song. That's a great song. That's a great soundtrack. They are uh, they're underrated. I find them as a uh, an adequate replacement to kind of uh, Morrissey myself. <laughs> kind of has the voice like that, and they're way less pretentious. A little bit jangly and, rock of 1995. So, but they they I was actually surprised when I saw them and read up into seeing them that they were kind of more labeled as a punk band, where I kind of saw them more like general alt rock. So right. I, was, I thought that was interesting to see them called like punk rock legends, and it's like, oh, hmm. oh I, okay. okay. I, I didn't listen to them when they were in their prime. I only got into them afterwards, right. so I didn't really know. But I, th- I, I'm familiar enough with their library. I knew like everything they played, and they did a great set. So yeah, it was, it's, it's a nice place. Um, the booths still aren't in there yet, so it's kind of hard to tell where everything's going to be. But uh, it's got that stage in front, and it was. I'll be curious to see how it works for a rock venue, but for like a more acoustic thing, it was cool. The openers. I believe they're a punk band. They were completely out of their element, and it looked like they were kind of drunk. We'll skip on that. The opener that they had on tour with them was this guy who had this really fun stage presence. He was a funny guy, but everything he did was, like, super twangy acoustic country, which is a weird... I, when I saw Flogging Molly at Town Ballroom, they also oh, had right. an acoustic country opener, and I've been seeing that more and more at punk shows. I understand the idea of using, like, the acoustic artists to, like, open, because there's less setup, but it seems like... You find someone with a genre anyway face to face was amazing uh i like recognized almost every song they played and um it was acoustic and i've never heard any of the songs played like that and that was my first time seeing them i think what's really kind of stuck in my head is i can still hear those versions of the songs in my head mm-hmm. after like you know it's been a it's been like a week and a half since the concert so I'm uh, I'm just happy about that. So it was uh, these songs I love, like very re-represented in different ways. And then, uh, but yeah, um, it's, it is important to note. Uh, Will and I were talking off the air. Face to face is just the singer, like basically, like everyone else in the band has been like long replaced, which right. I didn't realize until he was at the show talking about replacing them. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about people recording under the band's name when there's only one member left. There should be rules. I think you need to have at least two original members. I think so, because, I mean, you know, I, I went to go see the Pixies, and obviously Kim Deal isn't with them anymore. Uh, Didn't ruin the experience? Not one bit. I, I love Kim Deal, and I would have loved to see her there, but, um, you know, still pretty good. I, I saw Smash Pumpkins recently without uh, the bassist Darcy there. Same thing. So, uh, one of the nice things about the rec room, big TVs, got to watch some Monday Night Football. I got to watch the Emmys. They were as pretty you do. cool. As yes, you do as you do. Show. Yeah, who doesn't want to go to face to face? Actually, marvelous M- Mrs. Uh, Mizell won a whole bunch of Emmys, yeah. and uh, I recommend that. Actually, if you <laughs> haven't seen it, it's on uh, it's on Amazon Prime. It's about a uh, it's loosely based off of Joan Rivers, and it's about like the first female comedian in like the nineteen. 19- 50s or 60s. Oh, that's and cool. It's, uh, yeah, I actually, I think it's, I, I was really surprised at how good it was. I mean, was there a moment where you were sitting at home uh, after you had bought the face-to-face ticket and then you also realized the Emmys were going to happen and you had, okay, now it's decision time. Oh no, I hope they have the Emmys on at the bar so that I can watch and still enjoy my classic 1990s uh, <laughs> punk rock. Well, I usually watch about six minutes of the Emmys and I think watching them uh, without volume this year made them even right. even better not having to listen to anyone's speeches. Though there was someone proposed when they won an award and you're just, just you're sitting there watching the soundless proposal and you're like, I have no idea who either of these people are right now. Right. I've never actually watched the Emmys. Is that for is that for television or movies? Television. Or television. television. Okay. Uh talking about awards, uh on uh on Saturday, me, Joe Kent and Scott Leffler, the all WNY award music awards nomination committee will be 
meeting up. Yeah, I've, I, I have access to all the nominations that everyone sent in. Thank you, everyone, for sending them in. We are, I, I listen to a lot of local music, but there's only so much you can catch. So right. I like having people telling me uh, what else I should be listening to. So um, just a, a, a note, it's a nomination process and not voting for the actual award. You don't need to stuff the ballot box. Correct, yeah. Oh, my God. Just nominating one person, one band, one guitarist, one bass player. So how many, how many nominations did you get? There were a total of 227 entries submitted. Wow. And so, so it's like four people, and they stuffed the ballot on that. Someone... About 50 times each. One band probably did about 40 times. Yeah. And here's the thing. Just an FYI. They're time-stamped. I don't think some random person talked about your band at 833, 837, 841, 843, 845, 847, and 849. I don't believe that. That's a little, and again, yeah. you only needed to do it once. So yeah, that's the LWNY Awards. Thanks to everyone for sending in their nominations. Uh, the, the nomination committee will be uh, getting together. Like I said, on Saturday, we're going to come up with a final list of 10. And I believe voting starts uh, around like uh, first week of October, like October 7th-ish. I'm not 100% okay. sure, but um, we will certainly be talking about it um, on, the, on the podcast and on the Facebooks and on the Twitters. Um, there is a best podcast award and if you wanted to vote for a particular podcast that you know some guys work really hard on and has high production value you can uh, vote for us or right. you know so you october can... 7th is put your dates in your calendars for stuffing the ballots on that day yes stuff the ballots that day uh and then you don't have to worry about the rest of the time that it's open for right just you do everything the first day and then right. you just you get to relax knowing that you've done something great for humanity yeah Hi, this is Jake. And this is Nick. From Ghostpool, and you're listening to the Struggles Real Podcast on allwny.com. They say there's something, there's something wrong with you. They say there's something, something you ought to do.
All right, we're joined today by Ghost Pool. Hey. Hey. Hi. In um, the house. Well, I said hi. Because <laughs> you're here. Hey, Ghost Pool. Thanks for coming and hanging out. We have hey, Ryan. Jake and Nick, who both play guitar and sing. Yeah, you got the uh, double frontman sort of thing, a la the Beatles or <laughs> modern baseball. Oh, yeah. Everyone's singing the Beatles. Everyone? Yeah. I wish we were they even let Ringo sing. Yeah, that's, that's how much how many how much like the drugs they were on. Yeah, <laughs> because Ringo got to sing more the further they went along. Yeah, he did. George was. They the were always talent. good though. That's the thing about the Beatles. Yeah, like people shit on Ringo just because he was the worst member of the Beatles, but he was still in the Beatles. I, I we're gonna get off on a tangent before we can get into the interview here. I watched the Eight Days a Night documentary with the Beatles, and I will tell you, Ringo is fucking punk rock. If you watch those old shows he did, he's just doing the one two oh, beat. I he's know. just beating the shit <laughs> out of the sim- symbol. I love it. Like yeah. I gained so much extra respect because I always thought he was kind of he just you know anyone could do that, but like he played with some like aggression and stuff. He was a little ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the Beatles. Hey, Ghost Pool. Hey. So, um, when it comes to having two singers, how do you guys decide who sings what song? I guess it would probably be which who we just think would sound the best on it. So it's not like who wrote it, but you actually it, like it. Sometimes, sometimes. it is. Okay. Sometimes it is. Um, <clears throat> sometimes I'll write something that I'm like, I don't think my voice would sound great for a lead on this. Sure. And like he'll be able to hit some notes better than I can, so I'll be like, Yo, you should try singing that, and then see how it sounds, and just work it out through that. But yep, that's a uh, that's basically the dynamic. Cool. So, um, how how does ghost how did Ghost Pool get started? Where did it, how did it all come together? Well, I was in a band <laughs> with um, our drummer Alec before Ghost Pool, um, and they were called. Uh, they were called Senec. We don't got to talk about them though. But that's <laughs> not a band anymore. And um, thankfully, I met Alec through there, and we just wanted to keep doing uh, keep doing music things, you know, because because sure. music and. Um, so yeah, we just kept doing that on our own with the with the bassist from Senec as well, and then um, we ke- we kept um, writing songs in my basement, and then uh, Nick has always been like a longtime friend of mine. We always done music stuff together since like high school, so we brought him along and uh, had some few lineup arrangements, and yeah, I don't know, here we are. Uh, hey. If we could just backtrack a bit for people who haven't heard you, I want to hear it from either of you guys or both of you. You can alternate words, do whatever mm-hmm. you want. How in like one or two sentences, how would you describe your sound to somebody who hasn't heard you? Like, what's the quick That's pitch? always been the hardest. Aggressive. <laughs> it's so strange. I'm like, mel- <laughs> part of me wants to be like melancholy, part of me wants to be like aggressive, and I'm like, those are contradicting terms. No, they're, <laughs> abso- they're absolutely not, and I think they both apply to We make to a you. point to be both of those things, but like catchy as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Emotional music you can dance to. For sure. Yeah. That's, that's, that's kind we, of always that's been the thing since the start. At least. Like, yeah. <laughs> always. I just wanted to see and, people and dancing. genre-wise, do you... like? Me listening to it, I would categorize it as like pop punk. Is that, do you feel comfortable under that label? If you had to put a genre on it, or like when you're submitting to Spotify, they make you put a genre on it. I would probably pick like emo alt rock. I feel like that's kind of more like the. Yeah, yeah that absolutely fits. Mm-hmm. It's where we try to be, at least. We mm-hmm. definitely have like a pop punk sound, but I wouldn't say we ever like purposely tried to sound like that. That's kind of just like no, where yeah. we come from. When I say bit, pop like, punk, I mean more like. You make punk music that is catchy. It has, like, pop elements. Yeah. It's, like mel- buzz, it's more like, melodic, too. Right. Yeah. Like, like Buzzcocks, sort of yeah. like pop punk. Mm-hmm. Like, real old school. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Nick, your voice, every time I listen to anything you sing on, you remind me of the guy from Eve 6. I don't know if you're familiar with Oh, my with gosh. Them. I know that They were well. a 90s alt-rock band that I was a big fan of. And you, you, you kind of have that. And Jake kind of has more of the... 
I don't know if bratty is the right word I want to use, but kind of like that <laughs> Blink-182 kind of influenced almost a little more. I don't know. All snotty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they so, had two singers as well. Only one of them could sing. <laughs> Just the other guy decided <laughs> he wanted I, don't, I can't even remember their names. Mark? No, Which Tom. one are you saying can't sing? Mark can sing. Probably Tom can't. Tom no. can't sing. But Tom was the, like the main singer. Well, whatever. Um, he's just searching for aliens. No, you're right. Yeah, he's searching for aliens up. now. Listen to the song Joe Senior. I know that everything. Now that he can't sing. Lots of people can't sing. You I don't can't need sing. To, you don't need to sing fine. to be a singer. Does everybody realize at first that there's two different? Like you're both singing. If somebody just hears the record and then comes out to see you, like I know Modern <laughs> Baseball, a lot of the early records, people thought there was just one singer because they mm-hmm. sounded so similar. Um, and you guys you each bring something different, but your voices blend really well. Mm-hmm. Almost so well that if somebody's not like paying attention or seeing you live, have you had that happen where people are like, oh shit, I thought you were the same person? With my parents, I feel like um, <laughs> no one else has had that issue, but I feel like that also is an issue because we haven't gotten out of town much. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't really know that many people that aren't from the greater Buffalo area that like know us, that listen to us. We're still kind of very much like a local level, but who knows? Maybe some dude from Kansas yeah. just thinks we're like one person, right? Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> when I on, on like the first time I listened to your stuff, I actually assumed Jake sang on most of it, and it was only on a couple repeat viewings that I could really start to yeah like, start listening real close that I could hear the difference myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But going back to that, don't don't be so modest. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm so modest. <laughs> you guys, how, how long have you been a band? Um, like, not well, we started writing. Probably about a year and a half ago, maybe not yeah. long. Not long comparatively for yeah. a lot of bands. It's like the spring yeah. of twenty. And I've yeah. I've been to your shows and you fill the room. Yeah. And you have everybody singing along, <laughs> and that is impressive. You know, don't sell yourself short. I think what it is is like we've only been a band for like about a year and a half, but me and Jake have been writing together for probably about six to seven years. Right. So it's like we immediately kind of jumped in and had that like chemistry of people who have been working together for years. So it kind of took off mm-hmm. just through that, like, you know, energy. Yeah. It was definitely helpful. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Do you have any advice for like bands starting out? Don't like, did you intentionally do anything different or like, did you go into this trying to market yourselves a certain way or did you just like write honest songs and people just, just really think, pick, I don't know. picked them up? One thing that I think a lot is, like, I think everyone should just, like, keep writing even if you don't think anything is good because you just don't have to use, like, everything that you write, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's, like, I don't know. That's always been super helpful for me. We definitely didn't play shows until we felt confident. That's one thing that we mm-hmm. um, right. that's true. we had a full set that we felt good about before we ever stepped out and, like, played shows. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good move. And um, besides that, just, like, just go for it. I don't know. I know so many people that, like, write songs but, like, don't have bands. Yeah. And they just, like, are so discouraged by that. And I'm like, just go out and play. Like, you'll meet people at shows. Like, you'll meet people in the scene and you can make a band through that. But it's tough, man. It's tough when you don't know people. I don't think a band can not suck at the beginning. I think any band that... that I'll agree. If you point to any example, I would question that and say, like, I think you're just not seeing the full picture here. Um, like even with you guys, where you're saying like, "Well, we actually knew each other. We were writing songs for six years. Like, that's well, a lot of practice, you know." Right. A lot oh, of absolutely, yeah. Growth in that time for sure. Uh so uh, you guys been working on a recording? I think. Yep. Maybe we've been. Uh, well, we wrapped up at GCR with Jason Bricky. About oh, that's awesome. How was it working there? Really great. Jay's an awesome dude. Yeah, it's cool. He's super fun to be around. Super fun to work with. Um, 
yeah, we got two tracks coming out with um, another band called Handout from Louisiana. Hmm. There's some cool friends. They make like emo, uh, like emo rock. So and, are you uh, doing like a split? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. awesome. It's going to be two songs from us, two songs from them. Two-week tour in November on that with them around the uh, Northeast. And uh, yeah, we're super stoked on it. should be coming out around late October. Yes. So what's your, uh, do, do, do you have your tour van yet? Do you know what yeah, you know what you're... just picked it up. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys have? Is it like, are we, are we a, going box van? It's a VW Mini. Mini van. Oh, I mean, it says VW mm-hmm. Mini. I'm like... No. <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah, minivan. It's spacious. It up. Yeah, yeah. It's, we, we, we can get it done. Four guys. You should be able to fit. You know, oh, yeah. bringing, are you bringing anyone else with you on tour? Bringing a merch guy Maybe. or any nonsense like that? Yeah, but that's what the right. roof is for. You got... Right, right. You <laughs> strap them strap down. Them up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, get some yeah. bungees. You're good. Get one of those <laughs> turtles that strap on top. Just You can put the bass players there. They usually don't. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what's good. I mean, you're touring with... You're touring together with the other band. With Handout, yep. Yeah, so then you can just probably just trade right like during your set they watch merch and you switch off yeah maybe yeah, yeah. That, could work yeah that could work out that's yeah. what i, I hope do. deontay can come though yeah we want the boy deontay. he's, he's our he's been to every one of our shows and yeah. he has merch since like the beginning yeah. so we never cool. really asked him to be our merch guy he was kind of just always around that's the cool thing we <laughs> that's like, the cool thing yeah, <laughs> yeah dude he's our merch guy now he's nice. he hits us up every month he's like one of your shows so i can take off from work because i'm gonna i'm gonna be there that's awesome he just like fills my facebook feed because oh, with he, the greatest content. He's like, Same. he, he uh, shares probably like a hundred memes a day. Oh, oh yeah. And they're all great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I don't know him that well, but I feel like I know him pretty well. I mean, this is like a kind of a basic ass question, but why ghost pool? When a spirit <laughs> swamp or apparition lake? We're um, notoriously bad at naming things. I actually like ghost pool. We're... See, I'm really glad people like it because we were like... Yeah, we were struggling for a while. Yeah. We were just making jokes on the fly. Like, anything I'd see, I'd just be like, that thing, and it'd just be, like, ridiculous. I, and we would I, just laugh at it. I'm not even trying to name a band. I do that every day. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's it's Good China? Fun. That'd make a good band it's name. I'm fun. into it. Exactly. And then one day, uh, we were just hanging outside my house, and it was, like, a cold, uh, like, fall day or whatever, and, like, the, a pool cover, my neighbor's pool cover was blowing in the wind. And I just thought it was funny, and we might have been <laughs> under the influence a little bit, but I was like, ghost pool. And I was just like, that'd be a cool band name. And then we just thought about it for a little bit, and we were just like, well, if we come up with something better, then I guess we'll change it. But until then, ghost pool doesn't sound too bad. And yeah, here it we are. never change. That's, a way more <laughs> That's actually a more interesting story than I was expecting. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it might have been a Deadpool reference, but I, 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 I didn't See, think I, you guys would go we so on the nose. Yeah. I was worried about that. I was. So at some point, I want to book you guys on a show with Ghost Water because Ghost Water is the best thing to put with Ghost Pool. I so that was a band. So did yeah. you guys play a show with Carpool? Yeah, Pool Party. Yeah, man. Pool Party. Yeah. Yeah. Another Pool Party tomorrow in Rochester. Be there. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're playing with, Carpool. Yeah, they got their CD release coming out. Yeah. Are you sick. driving together with them, or that's just the name? They don't actually practice what they preach. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That is a good point. That is a good point. We got to hit them up about that. To have him to carpool with yeah, them on the show? Come get me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling you out, Chris. Yeah. Um, so maybe we could talk a little bit about the record that you have out. Uh, There's a hole there at the is center a hole, of everything. There is a hole at, at the, the center, center of everything. Of every, oh, oh. <laughs> that is a, uh, it's a quote from a game that I hold very um, near and dear to my heart. I'm about to judge you. Me too. Night in the Woods. Have you ever heard of it? Cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a really great game. It's about a um, 20-year-old little cat 
who <laughs> runs away from college because college is scary. And uh, it's just about a lot of mental health things. And, you know, there's like a supernatural spin on it. And uh, that's a quote in the game. There's a very like uh, existential scene where basically uh, a god figure tells her that. And we were like, I resonate with that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we made it uh, We made it the name of the release. And then Nightmare Eyes is also another reference to that game. Great. Cool. Um, so that's it's five songs, right? It mm-hmm. is, yeah. Five songs. Um, yeah, that came out like February? Yep, you got February. it. February? Yeah, it, and uh, that's probably been one of my favorite EP releases this year. If you haven't heard it, Thanks, make man. sure to check it out. It's, if you um, haven't heard it, we'll play a song from them right now. What <laughs> song do you guys want us to play from that album? Bleeding Heart. All right. Do it up. We're going to take a break, and we're going to listen to Bleeding Heart from Ghost Pool here on the Struggle is Real podcast on allwny.com. So uh, so how was the process for recording your first release? Have you both um, had releases with other groups, or is this like your first? Yeah, I've had releases with a couple other groups. It was really kind of daunting coming into this project because we really wanted to make sure like our first recording experience was a good one. We recorded with RJ at um, Skyway Studios, and we couldn't have asked for like a better recording yeah, experience with he's, him. He's, he's like, great. Yeah, yeah for sure. Where's Skyway Studios? I don't think I've uh, it's right in Hamburg off of 20. Oh, where? I'm um, up 20. Sorry. It's kind of just in the middle of nowhere, nowhere, so I don't know if I could actually like give you the specifics. Fair enough. All right. it's, by, it's by the Super Walmart a little I'm bit. sure you could just... Know okay, oh, and I know exactly where that is. You okay. could, it's down yeah. that way. You All could right. Google it probably, right? Yeah, probably. Th- thanks, Probably. Nate. So what was yeah. the question? I don't know if I answered <laughs> your question, but... Oh, well, what was my question? <laughs> you asked about the recording process, I oh, think. Yeah. I don't know if I answered it. Uh, you said it was good. 
It was. You were talking it was. about where was you were recording. Any, was, was there any hiccups? Was it? Did it go exactly as you imagined it in your brain? Um, kind of. Yeah. It was honestly. <laughs> oh, it was actually really <laughs> a great experience. Like, um, yeah. I don't know if that's just because RJ is such a easy person to work with. He's very. He's good at making people feel very comfortable. Mm-hmm. And um, we definitely didn't feel like we were on any kind of like time frame. So we took our time. And uh, he's he kind of a, it. Yeah, he, he was, was super into it. Into which it. Was really, really cool. Yeah, he's a genie behind that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Fernway, uh, right? Yeah, Fernway. I'm blanking right now so hard. <laughs> I, hope, I think yeah. of Fernway, they're homies. They're a great band. They're doing things that nobody else is doing, which yeah, is super cool. They're excellent. Um, Johnny and the Man Kids are a really cool band that I just thought of right now. They're from Buffalo. Worst they have things. Uh, an EP out. Yeah, Worst Things. Yeah. Um, um, Kill the Clock Boys have always been homies. We love them mm-hmm. very dearly. Milo Dunn, man. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. Milo yeah, Dune, Milo, man. Dune. Milo, Milo Dune. Dune. What is say. wrong with me? I'm sorry, Milo. I love you. It's the way it's spelled. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Don't worry. He won't He's listen. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, previous Love. I mean, yeah, they're yeah. out there. They're doing things. Hopefully, hopefully they're still doing stuff. I haven't seen them in a minute, but do you guys do anything like intentional or anything special to get people out? Because I've been to a lot of local bands. Um, I've been to a lot of local shows. I've played a lot of shows. And what always strikes me is that you guys just you bring people out. Is it fair to say we're very picky on the shows that we Um, take? A little bit. We weren't weren't always. No, definitely weren't always. Um. Honestly, we just have really awesome friends. Yeah. Like, for sure. I kind of don't really understand how it works either. <laughs> but uh, everyone's just really, really yeah. supportive. And it's just super cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we always try to express as much as we can to those people how much we appreciate that. Yeah. And kind of develop like a little family. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of that comes from your music. Because I think, however you would describe it, um, I think you would probably agree that in one word, like, it's accessible. Um, oh, absolutely. Both emotionally and sonically, there's catchy hooks, and the lyrical content you talk about is it's very it's a lot a lot of times serious, but in like a relatable way. But what what do you guys think? Do you go into the writing process like doing that, or you just I don't know, do you sit down and be like I want to make a catchy hook, or does that just happen? Yeah, two um, <laughs> <laughs> questions. It's hard. I uh, personally, I mean, catchiness matters. I think I, I look for that in music. I love that in music. So um, naturally, I think, yeah, I try to accomplish that a bit. When it comes to, like, making a, a strong, like, emotional point, I think that's just so much of, like, where I developed, like, my love for writing was as, like, a, an emotional event for people to, like, relate to. It's kind of like I just write about the things I don't like to really talk about. Yeah, I really appreciate that, like, people relate to it. And, like, because, I mean, you never know. You never know if people are going to be like, that's dumb, don't like that. Yeah, (laughs) but it's it's just so instant. And I think that's important in, like, the current music climate where, like, generally people aren't going to listen to your song twice. Yeah. Like, they're just not. There's so many bands out there. But you guys have, have a writing style or your songs are constructed in a way that you could hear them once at a show or online or in a Reddit thread or anything and instantly be like, wow, I like that. Um, and I think that's, that's a big reason, um, as to why you guys are really on, on the up and up. Absolutely. Wow. Thanks man. Yeah. yeah. Means a lot. People, <laughs> oh, yeah. And people Dude. can tell genuine songwriting. I think the people who are really, yeah. listening can, they, they can, they can yeah. tell that difference in the yeah. lyrics. And there's, I'm glad. There's I, definitely, Oh, sorry. 
it's just hard not to be cheesy sometimes. There's definitely times where, like, when you're writing emotional music and you're just like, oh, suck it up. Like, shut, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Nancy. Pick yourself up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's the truth, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is. There is a fine line between, like, wanting to write your emotions and not wanting to sound, sound like, like a whiny bitch. A whiny bitch or just like... There's nothing um, wrong with being a whiny bitch. You don't as long wanna... as you're not too whiny a bitch. No, I don't think there could be too whiny. You're just used to being a whiny bitch. I think I just try, I try not to be cynical as much as possible. Yeah. And I'm a cynical person in nature, so it's <laughs> like, it's a little tough. How do you see, like, nostalgia playing a role in your music, uh, sonically or in the lyrical themes? Just from me listening to it, it definitely does call back to a lot of the music that I listened to growing up and during my formative adolescent years. Um, Aren't you still in those? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's that would be my re- my response is I feel like I am still in those. Yeah. And uh, I don't really know if it's nostalgia. I guess I just still listen to all that music. Yeah. So I'm like, I just try to make stuff I like as much as possible. Okay. So here here yeah. is kind of a weird question I have. So I am, how old are you guys? 23. I am also 23. God damn it. Hey, 23 club. <laughs> oh God. Feel so fucking old all of a sudden. Hey, so, all three of us combined were older than you. Don't feel bad. <laughs> oh, all of three, all three of you combined one, equals a sixty-nine. We had so one, you guys can deal with that on oh your own. Oh shit! If we had yeah. one really long trench coat, <laughs> <laughs> we'd be a dope-ass sixty-nine-year-old. Uh, nice. Sneaking so, R-rated movie. but so I, I love pop punk. I love punk music. I have my entire life. I want to play some of it. I would love to. But I think I'm finding that at least given my age range, that it's kind of closed off to the tops. And like, like everyone's either like retired and has a ton of time to put into it, mm-hmm. or they're like your age where you guys have time to put. You know, you guys don't have fucking kids or anything like that. Right. And I certainly never will. That they know of. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so like, so kids. would you have advice for me trying to get into this genre that's like that's younger than me? Um, it's tough. If you don't, that's fine, and we'll edit out the question. I but. would say just yeah. I don't really know if there is any advice other than just make music. Right. You know what I mean? Like if uh, just make what comes natural to you as much as possible. Sure. Because I mean, for me, uh, eight years ago. I sent Lexi from Avid the Band something about joining, and eight years ago she said I was too old. I mean, Aaron's Aaron's uh, way older than us. Yeah. I mean, he's right. like about he's four years older than Ooh, us. Yeah. Way older. Oh yeah, he's he's, they a, mean, they yo, mean, he's an oldie man. Twenty seven. I know. Yeah. I was You're hoping they were at least gonna say like thirty, and I'd feel it's a little okay. He's almost there. He's uh, uh, did he turn twenty nine yet? Uh, uh no, not yet. I think not he's yet. Twenty nine. Yeah, not twenty nine yet. You'll get there, Aaron. But I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, some people are gonna be prejudiced. That's shitty, but I think, I think probably just be honest, right? Like, just being yourself—that works. Just don't sure. yeah. don't I be mean, like not myself, someone else. But don't be like <laughs> fellow kids, sort of thing, right? Like trying too hard to fit in. Right. Well, don't just like wear like Blink One Eighty Two shirts and like backward hats. <laughs> <laughs> like, hello, fellow kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hello, fellow kids. This is a lot of fun. Narc. <laughs> Narc. Uh. <laughs> Who here uses the Facebooks? So as <laughs> dual lead singers, dual frontmen, uh, do you ever butt heads? You could be honest. No. No, not really. Okay. No, we're just okay. friends. We, we work together so much. Like, so much of a... Yeah. We're like an entity. We're one entity. You're like the same person. Yeah, kind of. Um. <laughs> so, okay, but you guys have been playing together for seven years. What do you fight about? 
You do not get along on everything. I, I refuse to believe that. I think the most that we ever have is, like, maybe one of us will write a song, and we're kind of like, the other one will be like, yo, that's cool, but I don't know if that's right for Ghostpool. And we're usually, I don't know, we both try to be as good about that as possible and not take, uh-huh. like, offense to things of that nature. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Give it time. You'll, you'll become jaded assholes. Yeah, you know, I'll stab you. <laughs> I'll stab you on tour. <laughs> um, do you try and keep it even? Or are you like, you're putting out a release. There's five songs. Are you like, okay, um, Nick gets these ones. I'm going to take these ones. Or or does it just happen that it's equal? Or is it not equal? I don't. I haven't done the math. Well, we only have one release out so far where it's pretty split even. Yeah. yeah. But even just for like a set, like say your average set, is it? Do you try and like split it down the middle, or is is it just whatever is best for the set? I think it's just whatever's best best for the set for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it feels even. We don't plan <laughs> it or anything. We just write and yeah. Well, that's great. Um, do you, what's like your your favorite Buffalo venue? Um, Probably Mohawk. Yeah. As of now, I'm curious to see how the rec room is going to be on the 28th. Uh, You got some competition. (laughs) competition We'll see how that is, but yeah, Mohawk for sure. Hopefully, they'll have a liquor license by then. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. But you can just go to venue, apparently, which I'm sure the opening acts are really going to (laughs) appreciate. No, what's what's nice about rec room that they don't have their liquor license or their kitchen open yet, but you can leave and get shit. (laughs) Real cool with that. Like I went across and got some gym steak out and came back and was happy. But like the booths aren't even yet, and yet there's there's a lot of lot of work left to do there. Yeah, they got those hoops upstairs too. Oh, I didn't even know there was an upstairs. Yeah, they got like basketball hoops up there. I'm like, man, this place is like ah. Dave and Buster's. I'm feel like I'm, <laughs> I can't wait for this. Shit. I get it now. I was yeah, about that. I was actually wondering about the name. Get a couple that. bowling alleys too. <laughs> That's a way better concept than the waiting room. Yeah, really. I'm yeah. sad I never but got to play the waiting room. Me too. Honestly. I never even got. To I go loved to the, waiting the waiting room. room. Yeah. I always wanted to play there. Yeah, I played so. the studio at the waiting room. Oh, really? That was, dang. Yeah, I only sold like seven. Which is not a lot for them, <laughs> <laughs> but it was the coolest show ever. <laughs> so, what, what do you guys think about the pop? The I mean, you guys are kind of, I'd say, in the pop punk scene. That's fair. Um, what do you guys think of the scene? It seems like out of most of the other genres, it seems to be one of the ones that's kind of thriving a little more. Yeah, than I others. agree. I think it's all just really supportive right now. Yeah. There's a lot of friends out there. Everyone's going to shows. Everyone's supporting. Uh, what is the ideal number of bands <laughs> on, on a perfect bill? We're, we've been asking every Four, everybody yeah. this question. Four bands. Yeah, it's a perfect bill. Everyone agrees it's it's in a range of like three to five, but there's still all these shows with eight fucking bands on them. Well, there you you can have a good show with it. It's just going to be harder to get people there and to stay and to stay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you should just get another band or two and just call it a festival. <laughs> <laughs> but it's on a Tuesday night. <laughs> Tuesday Night Fest. It's perfect. There you go. Tuesday, Tuesday Night Tuesday, Fest. <laughs> okay. Is there any shows oh. that you want to promote after October 1st? The uh, Ironworks show. Yeah. But that is the t- 26th. 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 It is. Yeah, you're, you're there. October 26th? You're there. You're playing, yep. right? No, I'm not. You're not? No. That one is going to be... Is that the one banger. with... I saw one with, like, Kill the Clock and... Yep. It's Kill the Clock, yes. Fernway. That's a seven-band bill, but they're all dope. So. Yeah, I... I, I yeah. <laughs> uh, I think my, Milo Dune's on that, too, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was really impressed when I saw that, like, that bill come out. Like, yeah, damn, that'll be fun. Like, we're hoping to pack that place up pretty good. Yeah, I'm hoping I can Yeah, I'm just stoked down. for this next release and uh, for our first tour in uh, November. Hopefully we stay safe and warm. Yeah. Do you have a release date for the next one, or you're just... You're not an exact in? date. Not an exact date, but... We're still planning and 
shooting and rolling on it but shooting for late, late October. October great and you can check Goose Pool out uh, anywhere you get your music right do you have a website just go to your band camp is the best place yep band camp all streaming to, platforms if somebody wants to actually pay for your music probably the, the best way is to come out to a show mm-hmm. yep, yeah we got yeah. CDs you got t-shirts you got some t-shirts. great merch too you got hats right we nah. do not have hats no nah, not yet I have, swear I saw somebody with a Ghost Pool hat right <laughs> <laughs> no, it I didn't happen nope I, I love the, the three eye dog logo on your shirt. I don't Thank know why you. I like I it, love but yeah, I love it. I think it's, it's great. Cool. I saw We're it. I'm like, on it. I need to own that shirt. All right, guys, thanks for coming in. We thanks for having us. Stopping man. by. Yeah. Check out Ghost Pool everywhere that ghost pools can be found. So, uh, I hear you got a show on October 20th. I do. It's at uh, Mohawk Place uh, with the band I'm in, the Leones, and we're also going to play with Friends of the Podcast, Humble Braggers, and uh, Orations, which I haven't heard before, but I'm excited to see them. Yes, uh, featuring the, the lovely Jess Collins. Absolutely. Um, I actually just started listening to them uh, last week, and uh, yeah, they're good. I think you'll, I think you'll like them. Uh, so, it is a 10.30 start. Yeah, we're going to start a little bit later because we want to make sure that... Uh, we give uh, people who are going to see the Johnny Marr show uh, a chance to come over and see us afterwards, uh, as we feel like we, uh, you know, might might get a good crowd from from that show after. Of course, because after you go to a long, loud, standing room only concert, I know uh, the first thing that's always on my mind is, boy, I hope there's another concert going on somewhere. So I think it's going to do really well. Exactly, that's always my first thought: is let's go see, you know, somebody who's not. Johnny Meyer. Yeah. I just right saw, I I just saw someone show. who's amazing. Let's let's see yeah. something. A little. Let's go to a local show. So it is a, a Halloween show? It's a Halloween show. Uh, because we do a Halloween show every uh, year, uh, we always make sure that we have a, a screen playing behind us, and it's usually a, a spooky movie of some kind. Either it's um, uh, you know, a TV show like Twin Peaks or Stranger Things, or uh, you know, it's The Exorcist and scenes from that. Uh, this mm. year, I believe... Justin wants to do uh, the movie It Follows, which right. I haven't seen before, but I heard that it's uh, a little creepy. I uh, It's a good uh, psychological thriller, but uh, as far as horror goes, I thought it uh, landed a little flat for me. Mm-hmm. Not, but uh, no, it's definitely, I think it'll work behind a band if you're trying to make things look creepy. I just hope I don't get too scared on stage, that's all. <laughs> Uh, so does this include uh, costumes at the Halloween show? Uh, not that I'm aware of, but it would be hilarious if it does, and I don't know about it until the day of. Or even more hilarious if I think it is, and it actually turns yes. out it's not. I think you should you should wear one just yeah, in case. just in case. Absolutely. So, uh, and then in, in addition to that, like we mentioned before, Johnny Myers is playing at Town Ballroom. Right. And also, I'm putting on a show with all com. Uh, at Rude Boys Artworks, uh, featuring The Missing Worker, Exum Priory, The Scarecrow Show, and The Russian White from Pennsylvania. That is from 5 to 9. Uh, it is an all-ages show, so if you want, you can go hang out there, and then after that show, you can go to the Mohawk Place and watch Will and the Leones. There you go. Two-for-one deal. You get, all, you, get, you get so much struggle in, in just one night. It's beautiful. Sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting a little emotional just thinking about it so uh in addition to that uh on october 12th 
I'm throwing a dance party. Uh, this is going to be the first show that, I've, uh, that I'm booking at Rude Boys Artwork. Um, it is with all WNY, and it is Buffalo Infringement Festival Awareness Night. And, uh, yeah, we're throwing a dance party. We've got Omri Monroe, uh, Mark Lee, uh, the fantastic DJ, DJ Soyotos, Flex God. We're still working to add more acts. Um, that, just like all the Rude Boys shows we're going to be doing there, it's 5 to 9 $7, all ages. Um, the one thing I've told bands is that I don't care what kind of music they play as long as I see booty shaking. Right, you got to get that rump shaking. So as long as, so, uh, you know, come be ready to dance. It's just about having a good time and, you know, hanging out in a small, intimate setting. And, you know, probably, you know, if you've heard some of the bands on, that the performers on there, you probably haven't heard some of the other ones. So... Um, it's a really a, a nice wide array of kind of dancey, hip hoppy kind of stuff that you can find in Buffalo. So, what dance moves aren't allowed at this? Is there all things go, or is there a strict? Uh, I believe no slam dancing. No slam. Dancing. No slam dancing. Is that really dancing though? Anyway. No, no, no. It's it's. Well, I mean, it's dancing and flailing your fists at the same time. So right. I guess it sorta is dancing. It's just. Uh, it's dancing for assholes. There you go. Slam dancing is the axe body spray of dancing. Oh, axe body spray of slam dancing. That's good, see? Yeah, I like that. I want to make that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> that would work as a bumper sticker. Absolutely. No, I, 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 I am like, going to see how this works at Rude Boys because they have art on the walls. So, oh, yeah. So uh, we got to figure out how we're we, – I'm going in next week to figure out how we're going to deal with that. But I'll be curious about that. But, uh, no, we can fit like 40, 50 people in there for a real nice intimate show. So I think it will be – a fun time, and if what's nice about this, if you, if you need air, the weather's still nice enough, you can just go outside, hang outside on the sidewalk for a few minutes and cool down. Right. You should do what they do at uh, Albright Knox and just have a little velvet rope and a guy that tells you you're getting too close. Get a little close to the artwork there, sir. Please take a step back. <laughs> All right, just, it, the beat's going off. You're getting a little too close oh, there. Oh, I can't. I have a hernia, which is referencing what I said at the beginning of the episode, which I probably should have given some context to. Um, so I can't lift anything for the next couple weeks. So I think security guard is really going to be the uh, occupation of choice for me. So right. I you think you're on to something. Billy Club, just take your cane. All right. In addition to that, on October 13th, we will be broadcasting live from Sugar City, where Of Night and Light is going to be doing their tour kickoff show with County Kings and two other bands. Who's This is the second take we've done of this, and I still haven't looked up the other two. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we emceed at Warp Tour. It was a blast. Uh, the shows, like I said, Sugar City, which is a great venue for shows like that. And uh, starting at 6, doors open. We're going to be doing a live episode for an hour. We're going to be talking with fans, doing some interviews, giving out some prizes. We'll be emceeing the rest of the night. Um, of Night and Light is amazing. They're super fun. They're nice guys. Come and check that out. It's going to be an awesome show. Um, and then on October 16th, Social Distortion is coming to Town Ballroom. Uh, Will, have you have you seen Social Distortion before? Yes, I have at uh, one of the early Warped Tours. I think it was Warped Tour 4. And, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit off the air as well uh, about how you kind of got these two different uh, two different looks sex. for punk. Yeah. Sex of, of punk. Yeah, it sounds bad to say. But, uh, you know, you, you've, you've got the, the fun, uh, jumpy around kind of poppy punk. you got your Green Days, your Blink-182s, your Less Than Jake's. Your Joshua's, Offsprings. Offsprings. And then you know you've got uh, you've got bands like Social Distortion, uh, you know who are a, a little bit more of a of a tougher kind of punk, you know, yeah, the tough guys, the tough guys, face to faces. Goldfinger I think fell in there temporarily, and then they went, before they went completely right. pop. Right. 
So, uh, but yeah, no, I uh, I worked at Subway back in like 2002, and we had a shitty old tape player and one of like the six tapes we had with Social Distortions. First album, which I am uh, super familiar with, and uh, I kind of hope they are going to play like the 1998 jukebox best of Social Distortion set, which I'm assuming they're going to do. I don't think they've, I, I'm not super aware that they've put on anything uh real recent so no. um yeah uh, i've been kind of knocking bands off my list of just stuff that i've always wanted to see uh face to face uh smoking popes uh stiff little fingers devo so uh social distortions is one of those like i don't like really need to see them but like being able to see like one of the, these bands from like when i was younger i think would be really cool so right. um if i can make it out i'm gonna check that out and uh, they put on a great show um they have will hogue and pony bradshaw opening which um, I think earlier I mentioned there's kind of this weird thing I've been seeing with punk bands that have like these country openers, and I think Will Hogue is one of those. So I feel like Pony Bradshaw is a play on words that I don't get. Like a Carrie Bradshaw thing. Carrie Bradshaw. Carrie Bradshaw. No. I got nothing. No. Pony Bradshaw. Pony Bradshaw. Why not? <laughs> you know. You know what? Could be someone's name. You right. just never know. Right. So, uh, yeah, all that cool stuff's going on, and um, you can check out our Facebook and our Twitter for us talking about other shows because there there's still plenty of stuff going on uh, in Buffalo. So uh, those are some great shows to check out, though, and hopefully you'll uh, come out and join us at All WNY for all the cool stuff we're putting on. Hey, I'm Nick from Ghost Pool, and you're listening to the Struggle is Real podcast on WNY.com. All right, and... Uh, Going back to that October 20th show with the Leones at Mohawk Place, here is Dealer by the Leones on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast.
here on the Struggle is Real podcast. Uh, sometimes we actually like to talk about the music we like. So I have recently discovered a cool new artist that I wanted to share with everyone. Um, his name is Jordan Potter. He is a singer-songwriter from the Southern Tier. Yeah, he's, uh, he writes a great pop song. He, uh, this year, released a uh, EP. It's called A Vicious Cycle Demos. And uh, it's some really interesting stuff. Uh, it sounds a lot like Band of Horses. Um, it's extremely well produced. And uh, for, for me, the riffs, uh, and especially the one in this uh, next song that we'll be playing you, it, it's, it's an earbug and it sticks in your head. And, um, and yeah, I think uh, Jordan Potter's worth checking out. Hopefully I'm going to be booking him for some stuff soon. And uh, we're going to be playing a song called Amygdala, a.k.a. Push It Back, from the Vicious Cycle demo. So uh, you can find Jordan Potter on Spotify or Facebook or all your other places like that. Uh, we also might, uh, I think we'll have some links up on our Facebook and our Twitter pages you can check out as well. So uh, again, here's Amygdala by Jordan Potter on the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast on All WNY. <laughs> Thank you. 
that is all we have for episode number 23 of the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. Uh, tune in live on October 13th at 6 p.m. And you can listen to me, Will, Nate, uh, Joe Kent, and Karina DeFabio uh, at the Of Night and Light concert. Or even better, come on down, hang out, win some prizes. Um, we'll have an episode of that posted as well on uh, October 15th. So uh, tune into that. We'll be talking with Of Night and Light and County Kings and all the other bands. And uh, it'll be a fun time. And check out the allwny.com and its family of podcasts, including Corey Comments, The Nick and Dan Show, The Think So Joe Podcast, hosted by Karina DeFabio and Krusty Sockops, and our favorite podcast, The Big Picture with Michael Sargent, where you can learn how to properly frame a photo and how the government is secretly watching us. You can also find us at facebook.com slash the struggle is real podcast and on Twitter at SIR Podcast NY. And you can reach me on Twitter at Sir William Idol. And uh, that's what we've got. Did you have a good time, Will? Awful. Awful? I'm, I'm sorry. We'll get, we'll, we'll get Nate back here. So uh, that's all for us. Um, being a musician is chaos, so please be kind. Uh, see you next time and keep struggling. Bye.